0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Dads with my partner and co-host, Mr. Sean Francis. I am Brian Altunian. Today, we're going to be talking to a warrior mom who um, has a, a child on the autism spectrum who has taken her situation and her child's progression and turn that into um, to an amazing business of support for other families with um, with children, especially especially those families that have children on the spectrum. And uh, so it's going to be an exciting conversation today with our guest, Ms. Michelle Rogers. So stay tuned for another episode of Just Two Dads. Hey, everybody, I am Brian Altunian here with Sean Francis and our special guest today, Ms. Michelle Rogers. Want to thank everybody for uh, if you're catching us live on Facebook. Uh, please feel free to comment, uh, say hello, post um, anything that you've got that anything that you listen to, you hear that that something you want to you want to comment on. Please, we'll share some of those comments on screen. If you're hearing seeing us after the fact on our YouTube channel at Just Two Dads, uh, welcome. Also, leave your comments there if you don't mind. Um, subscribe, share with your friends, hearing us on on uh, podcast outlets. Uh, Thanks for listening in. And uh, again, send notes to us at our email at wearejusttwodads at gmail.com. Suggestions of speakers, people that you think that we should be talking to, any comments you have on any of our past speakers. um, That's where we're going to stay in communication with you. So Hopefully, you'll, uh, you'll engage the audience here in this discussion. Today is going to be a great conversation. To all those listening at WSTX AM radio down in the U.S. Virgin Islands, hello. And for those watching us on uh, the Roku channel under, under Empowered Media, welcome. And uh, looking forward to this episode, I think this was episode number 95. Sean, it's episode number 95.
1: That's Sean correct. and I
0: decide, decided to do this uh, podcast a couple of years ago um, because we kept meeting such amazing people who – had taken their own personal experiences of dealing with family members with special needs and they had turned that into, uh, turned it outward and uh, to support the community uh, with great services and just such needed support and resources that we thought, why don't we just highlight these folks and uh, give them an opportunity to share with uh, a broader audience what it is that they do and see if we can make a difference because we know that if we're if we're helping the special needs community that helps that help and support can go out transcends special needs and goes into other areas of of our community and our society so uh great show today i'm very excited um so before we start with our special guests as i always do every week mr sean francis my partner thrive how are you today
1: i am blessed and thankful and ready to go and i, I don't want to have the show wait any longer but i just Wanted to share something really quick. I made a post earlier uh, on social media uh, talking about grace. You know, um, it's something that we always try and give people the same grace that we seek. And I had an experience yesterday, kind of bled into today. So I picked up uh, Elijah from uh, summer school yesterday. And as we're walking, you know, he has a tendency for those of you that are actually watching, whether it's live or after the fact on YouTube, when there's too much sensory um, stuff going on, he'll take his shirt or his blazer and cover his ears. And when I'm walking with him from the front of the school to the car, he likes to get close and he'll, you know, put his arm around me and wants me to put my arm around him. So we're walking doing that. And he's got, you know, his ears covered as though it's cold or windy. And there was a man that walked by and as he walked by and we walked by him, actually he's on the sidewalk and he stopped and he's just like, and he's staring with this look on his face. Like, it had bothered me, but at the same time I wanted to, you know, give the grace. So I just looked at him. I said, "You know, it's it, if you're going to stare, at least blink." And then I said, "The other thing is, you know, it's okay to ask a question rather than stare. It's okay." And he just continued to stare. He looked like he was maybe even more befuddled. I don't know if English wasn't his first language. I don't know what the case is. And I came home and I told my wife about it, and she says, "Well, you know, you ever you don't know what his situation is. He might have not been able to verbally express what he was thinking." who knows. And I, th- I, I I my attempt at the time was to give grace by literally saying what I meant, but I'm not sure how successful I was at it. And my point was that, you know, giving grace is a constant work in progress. And so at this point I want to give the grace to Michelle Rogers that has been denied by yapping a little, a little too long and just welcome our fantastic guest Miss Michelle Rogers. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
2: Woo-hoo. Thank you Thanks for having me, guys.
1: You know, and I don't know if if it's miss or missus, uh, missus. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I, I I got the impression that you were part of a great team, you know, but, um, you doing what you do, taking your daughter's diagnosis, turning that into both, um, a business and a mission, um, is what we're going to talk about here today. And it's, you probably just did what you needed to do. Don't see yourself as a hero, but like, I always like to tell our guests, you know, if that's the case, you're wrong because um, you know we see you as a hero, and all heroes have superpowers, and those powers come from a hero's origin. So, why don't you tell us about, you know, um, where you're from, how you grew up, and how that affected um, the way that you dealt with your daughter's diagnosis and responded to it by providing hope for other people?
2: Yeah, this is a really uh, interesting question. Nobody really asked me this before, but uh, definitely wow. didn't have uh, the best childhood. I would definitely say I took a, a really fair share of face-first hits in life. Um, I was one of five. I had, I think I probably had a a little bit of a learning disability myself probably until, I probably didn't really catch up academically until sixth grade. I was painfully shy. I was uh, overweight. I was overweight for, uh, had issues with my weight for my whole life. And uh, so, you know, it, it definitely, wasn't uh you know a childhood i would love for my kids <laughs> you know so but it's interesting because of all of the adversities i did have growing up i think it's what made me um equipped to handle what came our way when my daughter was diagnosed and wow. even it's not that but for anything any challenge in life i'm probably one of the uh probably the grittiest people that walk the earth when it comes to challenges probably because of all the pain of my childhood. So it was very interesting. I want
1: to I want to commend you for that and, and I'm glad that nobody's asked you for that uh, asked you that before because it means that we've got a shot at adding value to your time here today. Yeah. But I want to com- commend you because you know it can never get my fascination with um the human spirit never ever ever ceases because you know we're such amazing you know, creatures and strange quite frankly because you can take a, a person in a situation like yours without knowing the details and one is just as likely to have taken that situation and perpetuated it passed it on uh you know as opposed to turning around and saying that's not what my children are going to go through and there's nothing to there's nothing to uh, to determine whether or not a person is going to do that and I, I i don't know if you can elaborate on that maybe you're not sure oh. of why you chose one path versus the other but i've seen so so meant much of either one
2: i want to tell you like you know i we were poor um we didn't have a lot of money it was five of us my mother didn't work um she was very bad with money too so the money that we did have she would squander my father finally had it and had left uh when we were 13 at the meantime she was physically abusive all of my childhood um i got her bad i got a lot of bad behaviors from the way, you know, from learning from her, bad with money, I drove cars with no insurance. I almost got arrested one time. I got pulled over. Uh, they were looking for the license and the insurance. And I knew I didn't have it. And this is my early 20s. And I, I, my girlfriend's car seat for her son was in the back seat. I think that's what saved me. And, he, and I said, I, I don't know where the insurance is because I knew I didn't have it. And he's like, all right, uh, just, you know, whatever. And he left. And I remember that was like one of these moments in my life where it's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. You know what I mean? I, I could have, it could have went either way. I remember writing a check I knew would bounce. Um, these were like, you know, anytime these things happen in anybody's life, it's your defining moment of like the fork in the road where That's you can decide right. to make a change or you can keep going this way and just be like, Oh, thank God I got that. Let's, let's hope the next one isn't any, as bad. You know what I mean? Almost like yeah. impending doom. I can live my life always expecting like impending doom or I could say, listen, I don't want to, be like this anymore this is not yeah what the life i want to live anyway
1: right right wow that is that is incredible what a way to even just to just start and i know that we talked before and prep for the show it yeah. you weren't necessarily prepared for that neither yeah. <laughs> neither were we <laughs> but yeah. you know to add value like that you know vulnerability is so immeasurable in value
0: so you so when you had those moments of clarity if you will or you know, dead fork in the road. Um, Then like, how how did you choose? Like, tell us about your path because obviously you made some decision, which I think is what most people realize, right? When you're dealt with that decision-making process. And it's
2: interesting. because when you yeah. live your life like that, that, you also attract other people that live their lives like that. For
0: sure. Yeah. And then when you start
2: questioning, like, I don't think we should be living. I don't think I should be doing stuff like this. You know? <laughs> no, what are you talking about? You, you know, you just do what you got to do. It is what it is. You know. Forget about it. Yeah. You're that yeah, right. Yeah. You live in that part exactly. of the country.
0: Forget about forget it. Forget you
2: know. about it. It's no big deal.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
2: Uh, but like, I guess I just said, you know, no, I I don't want it to do this anymore. And I mean, this is just, I mean, I'm not even, I'm giving you like a, a teeny tiny sure. bit of sure. the, the pain. And um, I, now I call it my education, my my life education of what I've been through. Um, right. but it definitely made me like really tough and really uh resilient. And I don't, yeah. I'm not saying that I don't get, I don't have setbacks and I don't cry sometimes and things don't go my way. We're going through something right now. I've never experienced before. And it's like, is so, I can easily go to the why me's. Why does this have to happen? You know, it's bad enough for you're dealing with the diagnosis. Now I gotta deal with like fighting for shit. Now I gotta fight for everything that she needs. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could sit there, I could sit there and just, you know, lick my wounds and just cry and bitch and moan about how it's not fair and it's not right. And then there's my girl, you know, stimming in the corner, just waiting for me. Yes. So, like, yes, these, these are your forks in the road where you you have an option to just spin in your shit. I call it the grieving process and some parents don't get out of it. You're grieving the uh, neurotypical childhood. You thought you were going to have the experience. you were yes. Gonna have.
1: Child. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. And uh, I go in my program, we talk about the five stages of grief. Now, a lot of times we, everybody thinks of grief. They think of death and this is, it's this death of this expectation of what you thought this parenting experience was going to be like.
1: Exactly. And,
2: then, and the idea here, right. So the best way to process grief is to get to acceptance, but it's not acceptance. Isn't like, you know, I'm down for autism. It's never, it's not like that. It's more of like, you know, this wasn't right. This wasn't what I signed up for. Shit. Life is unfair. We all know that, but it's Mm -hmm.
0: what
2: it is. And if I can create from what I can create from what is, and that's where true acceptance is and that's when things change for my daughter. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that goes right back to what we're talking about, how we respond to different things, what you're talking about is objective reality, which is right in the middle, right? and what other people do is they they accept one or the other to an extreme. Everything is like, oh, woe is me or there's a Pollyanna effect where it's like, no, 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 my child's autism is a gift and that's not to say that there's wow, aren't gifts that come with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's things you got to embrace, but nobody's, you know, cleaning a diaper for a you know, a 5-year-old or teaching you know, going through feeding therapy for one who can't feed themselves, going this is this, this is fantastic, this goal at the end of the rainbow, but objective reality. Um, so that's that's to be commended. Brian, I cut you off if you were gonna say something.
0: No, I was just gonna say so 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 I I definitely want us <laughs> to talk about your your program, but like we, we still we're still kind of early in the yeah. process. So no, so fine. how did so you met your 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 husband, your, yeah. your partner. You had yeah. children. How many children do you have? Like tell have us, two. tell us all that stuff. Because okay, yeah. Good. So,
2: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I met my husband probably in my early twenties. We were friends for many years before we got together, and then uh, we got. He's one of the kindest, most honest people I know. He also had a very rough childhood, mm-hmm. and um, has his challenges with that to this day. So it's mm-hmm. very interesting because we have a lot of similarities up to a point and then we have some different philosophies uh, on certain things and how we maybe handle them. And one of the things right. I talked to a mother about today, which I think is so important for, for couples, and I, re- I I remember this in the beginning when we first got together, but then I lost a little bit, now it's starting to come back to me again, is that when we're with a partner, we have to love, if we make the choice to love them for who they are, not looking to People please, and we're looking to change them. Yeah, so right. like I, I, you know, that's the kind of thing I that I, especially with the highest rate of 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 divorces, divorce of parents of children with special needs. Yes, there's, you know, we all have the I'm a I'm a fixer. Listen, I'm full on fixer. I get it. I'm also a shark, and he's a dolphin. <laughs> that's what we always call in the house. He's the dolphin. I'm the shark. And uh, I'm not. That's I don't want to make him a shark. I love the things about him, but I also have to love the, you know, the things that he can do and the things that he can't. And I have to be yeah. okay with that. I think that's really been so helpful for my families and my program, but also helpful for me too, to kind of like make this journey more, more peace around it. That's how yeah, I really look at autism. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't want everybody to be worrying about autism anymore. That's, and that's why I tell my parents, like, I want you to get to the day where you're not thinking about autism every second of every day. What if you can get your life back? That's really what I I want for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so I married him and we both came from very different backgrounds and uh, we definitely have some different philosophies on different things, but he's the most kindest, wonderful man. He's an amazing father. Um, You know, and then we had Juliana and we were paycheck to paycheck. It was definitely better with my money, but it was just, it's so expensive to live in New York. And mm-hmm. he owns his own business and I was working and it was just, it, it's, it was a lot. And for a while there, and you know, we were living paycheck to paycheck. And then I opened a business that um, got us into about $40,000 worth of debt. Ended up having to close that when I got pregnant. And uh, so then we carrying around all this debt debt. Um, we were, you know, not like in dire straits, but it was definitely tense with money. So right. and, um you know, she was born and, um, everything was great. She was amazing. I had, at that point I was working at, um, I, I, I started in sales when I was in, in my twenties and, uh, became within five years at my first job, became like a multimillion dollar salesperson, got together with my husband, then went to another company, did it again for this company, got multi million dollar sales, And then Mm -hmm. things started to like loosen up, things started to feel really good. (laughs) And then uh, she was born and I was worried I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant with her. got pregnant with her and then um, she was perfect. And uh, uh, I promised every night, I was like, gosh, this is such a blessing. You know, there was a time where when my father passed that I was like, you know, do I believe in God? Don't I believe in God? And I was like, you know, it's one of these things that you have to go all in on even if you don't have proof. And then for me, it was like, yep. just, you know, my father was such a wonderful man that I can't imagine that I would never see him again. So I went all in in my belief that there is a God. And then when I got pregnant with her, she was bored. I just, it felt even more connected sure. to a higher power, you know? And then yep. so, I felt so blessed and she was perfect and amazing. And she started to say words at like 10 months. She said the word map. She loved Dora the Explorer. Uh, the words and um, probably noticed things went backwards around uh, 13 months. And I have a family member that's uh, that's a BCBA, and she actually happened to notice like some signs. I'm like, oh, you're just projecting. You're projecting your business <laughs> <of my> child And <laughs> <laughs> oh every <laughs> sign under the book. I was like, no, you're yeah. wrong, you're wrong. And she would stop you stopped using those words. And I felt I thought she was learning new words, but I think it was just some random noises. And then she'd stop using those. Just, she's, and then I remember having this moment looking at her and she's crying and tantrum like, where did my happy baby go? You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and it was just a crazy, you <clears throat> we just went backwards. And then I remember finally, like I had a, multiple family members saying, gosh, she's so quiet. She's not really saying anything. And then she used to take toys, dump them out of the toy box and then grab them one by one and just start twisting them in her hands. And she was <clears throat> drooling excessively, not talking and just like, Twisting stuff, and I was just like, you know, still denial. No, no, no this is wrong. Everybody's whatever. And then she, I had to uh, sign her up for a nursery school program. And within a week, I got the call that she's not, you know, she's hysterical, crying when I drop her off. She doesn't follow the mm. the classroom. She's not, you know, she she won't calm down. And and you know, you're gonna have to come get her. And we don't know if this is gonna work with her here. And even then, like, oh, I don't know if anything's wrong, you know. Finally, uh, everyone's saying she's so quiet. So I end up calling early intervention in, and they were there for like ten. I think both of them were there for like ten or twenty minutes tops. And like, oh yeah, she's definitely behind. And I was then I was fucking mad because sorry my potty. Mouth. Then I was. <laughs> That's right. I, I have I have a potty mouth. Then I, I was mad because I'm like, you guys are just like, of course you're gonna say something's wrong. You want the you want the money, you know? I'm always because I'm business, so I'm thinking like billable hours. Not even realizing how stupid that was. There's so many <laughs> wow. kids that need help. That they, that, that they don't have enough people to help them. And right. when, he, when he had left, um, he had said, listen, you know, I can't diagnose her because she's so young. Uh, she's not two yet. She's like, so if it feels like it's not getting better, call me back in. I my I'm like, what are you talking about? I want to get diagnosed her or what? Nothing, get at, I couldn't get these people out of my house fast enough. And wow. they, they gave her speech therapy and then they gave her like special ed or whatever. And in the meantime, she gets kind of. Almost kicked out of this preschool. She's getting worse. And uh, probably not getting any better. And I'm really mad now. i mad at my family, mad at my sister. Because I felt like we opened like this Pandora's box. Now we can't close it. So then uh, I tell the story a hundred times. I get upset every time. Then, uh finally, um, I take her to her two-year-old. I was pregnant, very pregnant with my boy when this was happening. I took mm-hmm. her to her two-year-old appointment. And I said to the doctor, everyone's saying she's behind, but she's not behind, right? You know, no, like, you know, I'm trying to ask all these people like, she's not behind, even though everybody's saying, right? And he's like, well, she's using twenty words with intent. And I said, no. And he's like, well, she's definitely behind. Oh. And I remember it was like, no, I was listening, you know. Yeah. And then um, I called that guy. I swore I would never have back in my home again. And uh, my boy was born at that point. It was uh, December, so he was about three months old, and he said she was on the spectrum. And um, I know you guys know this, but like, you know, I remember holding her in the hospital when she was born, thinking about her future and what it could be like. Everything you want. Yeah. And then it just went black in that moment.
0: Yeah. That moment of diagnosis. It's such a critical time for so yeah. many people. It's the moment.
2: Yeah. Yes. And um, my husband came home immediately and he, you know, he felt really bad about it too. He was blaming himself.
0: Because that's what we do, men. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What did that's I do? What do?
2: Like our yeah. darkest hours as parents. It is your darkest yeah. hour.
0: And you're about to have another baby.
2: I had him already. And I asked oh the doctor, gosh. and he's like, Three months old, and I said, What about my boy? You know? And he was like, I'm sorry to tell you that, you know, if you have one, you have a higher percentage of having another.
0: Right. Right.
2: So, you know, it's funny. I, I tell the story so many times, and it, I get upset every time. It's like reliving it almost.
0: It's, but, yeah, it's yeah. part of who you are. And, yeah, you know, you you relive it because you know we don't ever forget that moment. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. even forget the the power of that moment, the impact that that moment has. And so, of course, you know the yeah. great thing about about here, Michelle, is you know we you're among not only friends but also people yeah. who have gone through it ourselves. We know, we know it's you that know that is one of know.
2: the best things about an autism community. I was so humbled by the open arms of support, and that's one of the one one of the most wonderful things. Absolutely. about the community is is support of other families who know what this feels like. Absolutely. Because nobody knows what this feels like who's never to no. this. Even my sister who is a BCBA does not know what this feels like.
0: Because because there's no way for them to empathize enough to exactly. feel what it feels like.
2: Yes. It's like a, it really was, you know, it feels you know when you don't know a lot about autism other than like Rain Man, then you think it's a death sentence. <laughs> that's what I thought. And I was so angry at God. I, w- I went from... So grateful that he gave her to me, that, so angry like he wrecked her, you know, wrecked this gift. And... You know, for a while there, I was in complete, like, Depression. I was going through my grief. I was mean to the teachers. I wasn't helpful. I probably yelled at her more than I'd like to admit. I was scared. I was wasting time, not focusing on what we should be doing next, searching for a cure or something. I didn't know, you know? And then I remember thinking one night I was going to bed after I put the kids to bed and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, my gosh, you know? I'm going to die one day, and who's going to care for her when I'm gone? Yeah.
1: yeah. Let me. Let me. uh, Let me.
2: But it wasn't a sad thought for me. No. It was was an empowering thought because it got me out of
1: my shit. Sure.
2: Because it's like, you know what? If I do die one day, I want to know whether or not, wherever she lands, that I showed up for her. And yeah. what I've been doing over the last couple of months was not that.
1: Mm. You know I mean? Let me let That's me powerful. let me let me let me let me give you this that moment you described right there, right there, right there at that point. The work that we do here on the show is about uplifting people. The work that we do in financial services is about preparing for that time when we're no longer here. But let me tell you something. I belong to more than one support group, some virtual, some live and in person. Um, Since my son's diagnosis, he's 16. He was diagnosed at the age of three. And I have been around some of the most fantastic, amazing people. Some of the best of those people do not have, and I think outside of special needs, period, I should just take that away. Few people have the self-awareness that you have? Do you understand that a person's ability to be self-aware governs their ability to make the world around them a better place? And you have so much of that. What you described, you, you you know, Einstein, there's a saying that is attributed to Albert Einstein, which is that a problem cannot be solved at the same level of consciousness at which it occurs. Meaning here's the problem right here. You're in the middle of it. You can't solve it unless you're able to step back outside or get a, some objective point of view from somebody else. You're giving that to yourself. That's something that most of us strive or should be striving to do. So I have to commend you for that.
2: Oh, thank you. I I try to reverse engineer everything I've done with her because we've gone so far. We went from that nonverbal um black future not knowing what anything's going to happen like just everything going dark on 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 what I thought could happen for her to where she is today where now it's like her 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 future went from completely dark to gray to cloudy to now it's clear
1: mm-hmm. tell us how we tell us how you how you got from that point and then how you got from not only taking her from no. one point to the other but then how that becomes your vocation and your business
0: yeah. yeah, and I was gonna say, and and you have another child, yes, as well. Neuro, you're neurotypical, yes. Neurotypical, and and so, and 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 you're you're teaching, and you know, he's gonna have a whole different level of empathy and I tolerance. You, he
2: spoke like a mayor by the age of two. <laughs> 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 he his mouth and he'd say words like impossible. <laughs> I see it and if i say this for any parent as a neurotypical uh sibling is that when the teacher comes for juliana the teacher comes for cody too oh god i love it and he was always a part of it because you know that's always the thing too is like oh this child's getting so much more attention than the child that Mm -hmm. is neurotypical and i always thought about that i thought about that because i didn't want him to ever feel that way i was like ah she's here for both of you
0: Oh, love that. And
2: all of the teachers we worked to make sure that he and he was great. He was an amazing, uh, peer role model for her. You know, he can express himself. <laughs> He's like a talk like a mayor too, because of all the therapies that she got.
0: Hilarious! How but, old are they both right now, by the way? So How Julianne
2: is nine and Cody seven.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so now, so, 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 so take us through that. How do we get so then to finally,
2: I'll tell you something right now for everybody who's dealing with this and, and having the emotions and going through the diagnosis is this is absolutely your bottom as a human, like, forget about it, like as a mother, as a, as a one as a human being, this is probably one of the, you jump in, a bu- in front of a bus to save your children, you know? So this yes, is like sure. the worst to spot you could ever be in other than God forbid losing them. So what I want to say is that, um. when you're there and you make the conscious decision like I need to show up 95% of the game is here 5% is the actual tactical the ABA or the therapies or the whatever 95% of the game is here and that's one of the things that um, I had to like I, that I did subconsciously that now I teach consciously to parents because I didn't realize what I had done. I just thought I'm going to show them how to do all the things I did. This is when I first started coaching. I'm going to start showing them all the things I did with Julia. They're going to do it and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to see amazing progress and they'd fall on their face. I'm like, I don't understand. I gave you gold. Yes, it's great. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> right. So like, I'm wondering why this isn't working. I said, wait a minute. You don't believe
1: yeah what we think about we bring about there you yes. go yeah yeah yeah
2: so that's kind of what happened so w- literally once i got with the program she started to change like immediately
0: interesting how that happens
2: yes i got with the program the mar- right. majority of the problem was here right and it was really fascinating fascinating to see that connection i was called in my program i called the invisible umbilical cord even though they're out of the tummy, they're still connected to you. And, and what you're thinking and doing is exactly what they're going to, the, what, what the results are going to be produced for your child. What
0: you eat, they ingest, right? To some yeah. degree. So it's yeah. almost like you got to right. feed the brain with positive right. thoughts so that they can right. pick
2: that up as well.
0: Wow. 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 Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So she started to, she started, she started to kind of get, get with it. it.
2: Yeah, so first thing uh, we tried to do pecs, but she she do that thing where she's twisting everything in her hands and I'm watching her. I'm like, Oh, can't do that. I'm like, She's not using. She's twisting. So then we have to change it to. Uh, so we change it to sign language. Within a week, she had ten signs. I couldn't believe oh. it. I was like, what "Love it. it." That means that she was there all <laughs> along. I I always tell my moms and dads to presume confidence just because a uh, comprehension just because this doesn't work doesn't mean these don't work. These work fine. Right. 100%. So. Hundred um, percent. So Wait, yeah, I, she- I will
0: just I'll just say this. My 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 daughter Jordan, who by the way watches and always comments uh, on yeah. our on our show, but uh, she she had trouble communicating in the very beginning and then she learned sign language. And it was so cute because when she was young, she her favorite signs were, were cow, duck, pig, you oh. know? And so she would end every sentence, cow, duck, pig, you know, I need <laughs> more cheese please, cow, duck, pig. Uh, and it was just one of our favorite things uh, we didn't care. There she is, cow, cow, duck, pig. She's commenting, <laughs> cow, duck, pig. That was our our, our favorite thing. So I, I get it. Right, it's facilitation of communication. People forget that we call this a terrible twos because our kids are frustrated that they're not communicating, right? And so they get they get frustrated. That's what the tantrums generally are. But once communication is facilitated, whether it's verbal or sign or some yeah. other way, the world opens up. So and the
2: tantruming stopped immediately. Oh my gosh! It's wants and needs now. Jordan. In a way, in a bridge, it, I call it the bridge form of communication. Yes. So language is on the other end of the bridge. You're not, you're, you pre-verbal here. I like to say pre-verbal versus non-verbal because there's language. Language is yep. important. And mm-hmm. then the bridge provides that communication.
0: Love that. So she frees up, she's communicating now. She's picking up signs like,
2: Going crazy, like crazy. Taught you know, her to, to potty train when she wasn't, she was still not using signs. This was the sign for potty. It was, it was amazing to watch the okay. transformation of her. And, uh, yeah, so then she ended up going to a 614 within a couple of months. When I, when I toured that school, that placement, because, you know, placements are high commodity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was nonverbal. She was using sign language. And by the time she started that school, she had a couple of words. And then within three months, she was probably... We're always looking at a placement for your children. You always want to make sure they're in the middle. You don't want them to be the peer role model for the whole class, and you don't want them to be the lowest. You want to always have some where they can, some people that they can learn from, and then and then you can have some people that can learn from them. And after a couple of months, I realized looking at the scope of the class that she was the peer role model, and I said, "All right, it's time to move on." And we and everyone said I was crazy, and I said, "Nope, I I, I feel like." You know, this is the right placement. And it was interesting because everything's serendipity. There was a child that really needed her spot. And I moved her, and that child could get the support she needs. This is this is how God works. I And I think about, like, our whole journey like that. And I say, you know, I was so mad at God for doing this to us. Then I went from, like, listen, we don't have to like each other. But if you could just work parallel <laughs> to me here. <laughs> So now, where I've been able to watch this transformation, and I have um, on my website on the homepage is the actual, I created a 10 minute video of just showing this transformation of her mm. years. And um, that's
1: fantastic.
2: And now I look at our journey and I believe to my bones that God sent this to me on purpose. Yeah. So I could heal her and help as many other families 100%. heal as well.
0: Absolutely absolutely and you know god tests tests our faith on a regular basis so uh you know you didn't have it at first and then you got it and he was like are you sure you have it because i'm gonna throw some stuff at you
2: yeah he and sure does.
0: uh yeah and you're like okay maybe i'm not maybe i'm not sure but then you know you're you're, you're steeled yeah. in your in your resolve so good yeah. you know good good for you for recognizing and acknowledging that yeah um amazing so let's then talk about how you
2: Let me sort of formalize
0: that. All right, Sean's
2: got
1: a question before. One quick thing I was going to ask, Michelle, you referred to the school as a, I think you said C16. Can you explain 614. So basically,
2: uh, when you are in, uh, before your school age, uh, you get you in the the United States, you have the right to a fair and and free education under your schools, uh, under your school district. And uh, they were required to provide her uh, special needs placement. In Mm -hmm. school and they did our district didn't offer it. So then they paid the tuition for us to go to a private um, autism school. And I found it and the but they're, you know, because the classes are so small, they can only take a certain amount of children. So she was Mm -hmm. in a 614. That means six kids, one main teacher and almost like a one to one for all the kids oh my okay. gosh that's cool yeah it was the most it, it was for the you know severe autism i don't even like saying that word but like children with who, who display very strong you know very intense autism symptoms would have would get this placement and she got into this class i you know i toured the school like almost nine months before she actually started it and at that time she was just signing and within nine months by the time she started she had a couple of words And then within three months, I was like, she was starting to say even more. I was like, all right, now I can looking at the scope of the classroom that, geez, I I think she needs to move on.
0: And -hmm. they were like, you're out of your
2: mind. This is where she needs to be. We should give it a year. (laughs) I'm like, no, you know, I see time with our children as currency, and I want to make Mm -hmm. sure I'm spending it wisely.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That's That's huge because you you
2: you're
1: because you what you're talking about her being the, the 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 peer model that could easily slip by you and you don't even identify that, especially when you're so thankful for the gift and the connection that you have with the school. You know, um, in the city that we lived in, we the parents group that we had, and it's primarily dads, we met with the school district over the course of, I think a little over a year to get an autism program at the middle school level, because we only had it at the uh, elementary school level. And then when the program was created, we were faced with the reality that, probably wasn't necessarily a fit for Elijah, which was really tough to face because I, I was starting to feel like my first thought was like, Oh, this program is in place. He's getting ready to go to middle school. Why would he not be in the program that I helped create? We you know told them what was important to us and blah, blah, blah. And then when I had to face that, it wasn't the best fit at that point in time. It's kind of like, Whoa, am I authentic? Is that, <laughs> you know, so being present special needs or not, is a constant work in progress. So that's yes, fantastic. That's a
2: good point. So, yeah. This is what it. Is. I just
0: put it as a quote. There it is for everybody, right? Time with our children is like a currency. Think about how you spend it. I think that is so brilliant. Well, thank it you. is. Brilliant. Brilliant. It is. Oh, Appreciate my gosh. That, that was yeah, gold that, right there. When
1: the show, as the show gets that's promoted our show, after the Thanks fact. For yes. As the show gets promoted <laughs> after the fact, those are the words that are going to be like, yeah. and if people don't watch it because of that, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. It really is brilliant. and I think it's such a great context for again that next phase, which is okay, so because clearly you vary you, you, well while there's a subjective component to it because you're living it. There's an objective perspective that you have in how you now as a parent start looking at your you know at your child's development and yeah. and what kinds of tools are beneficial for you as a parent that you then can then help other parents. Game, yeah, what right, I noticed when,
2: when we went to that special ed, uh, that uh, that autism school, that's when I started to see, like, I assumed every parent was like me. <laughs> and the, and it's not. It's actually, I'm probably the uh, exception. Yeah, not the rule. And one of the beautiful things about the autism community is the community. mm but that's also, it's like a blessing and, and then it is a curse. And a curse. Because yeah. it's people. It's people. Yeah. And so we have to,
1: you know, I've always said, you know, human beings are the strangest beings on the planet. We're at the top of the food chain, yeah. you know, but our behavior doesn't always, uh, is not always in alignment with, you know, um, the things that we want or seek or hope. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so tell us then about the program that you've created that people can find this on your website, right? Yeah. As, so, coaching um, program
2: great yeah so on my website uh, michellebrogers.com i have um information on all the different programs we have but one of the 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 flagship my baby is um the champions for our children Masterclass. so basically what that is is a 30 i'm sorry it's a 90-day program where we have an online course you have a lifetime access to you have lifetime access to call recordings but What's really great about it is that you get such hand holding support over those 90 days. Whether you're newly diagnosed, whether you have some specific goals and you've been in the, the club for a while and you want to potty train, there's not one child that has left my program without being potty trained. We've potty trained 100% of every child that's come in there. If the goal was potty training, they left potty trained. And uh, I find if the child is ambulatory, <laughs> I would say if the child can use an iPad, they can pee on a potty. That was <laughs> So there are five, we've had children, we had children, we've had adults, 21, 24, 30 in this program. And I didn't attend it for wow. parents of children that are adult children, right? Or older children. But I'm like, no, if you believe that it's possible, then I'm going to show you it is. And that's kind of, we, we invite everybody. So, um, so yeah, I've been running this program for almost two years. It's 90 days of support. Um, it includes three group coaching calls a week. So on Tuesdays is my call. I go over with you everything. Um, from parents, a parent of what it's like, uh, you know, raising a child with autism, how to help you get, uh, pick, know what kind of agency to use for your ADA, how to talk to your insurance, how to sit at an IEP table and not feel intimidated or scared. We go through everything. And on uh, my Wednesday call, this is really the heart of everything. If you don't already know it is the mindset because not Mm -hmm. mindset is 95% of the game. So we have a mindset coach that runs that call on Wednesdays. You're having problems in your marriage, your job doesn't even have to be autism-related because it's all connected. If For I believe sure. something about one thing, I believe it about everything. It, it bleeds into everything. So those mindset calls wow. are really just to talk about anything that's upsetting you. And then uh, Thursday's calls are with our behaviorists. We have uh, BCBAs that uh, one of them was on Juliana's team when her language was emerging, and they're going to have access to that person. And we have three of them now. So we have three uh, BCBAs on the team that they can actually speak to and start to build plans towards getting, to- getting goals. And it's been wow. amazing. We also and have a, a dietitian that, that comes on once a month and we have a, a beautiful person in there now. He's like I call him the trifecta because he's male and he's BCBA, which is very rare in this world right now. But he's also an adult with autism. who did not eat to oh, seven. Oh,
1: fantastic. So you're, your business is pretty much like, so your loved one, and let's not even say child because of the range, yeah. your loved one has been diagnosed, now what? And
0: yeah. that's
1: pretty much what you do.
0: But it's not one-on-one, just to be clear, right? It's a group We do
2: offer one-on-one. We have different programs. But, like, honestly, everything you need is a group. But if, like, group doesn't work for you, you, my my call times don't work for you, then, yeah, we do offer a a different program. And then I have private, too. But the idea here is that I try to offer different tiers of support so I can help as many families as I can. Because I know this is expensive. I get this. Right now Mm -hmm. we're in the middle of a $47 three-day potty intensive. I mean, like I last two weeks ago, I did a five day nonverbal to communicate. So it's like, Wait, every, did,
0: did you say forty seven dollars?
2: It was forty seven dollars for a three day potty. Three day
0: potty. Uh, that exactly. seems pretty inexpensive. Yeah, inexpensive it's that's value.
2: that's just to show people what's possible in three days. Mm. But I mean, obviously, we'd love you to be with us for ninety. But the idea here is, I want to start to get you to believe again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: when that baby was in your arms and you didn't know what was coming. It was dark
0: and you had no idea where the light was coming
2: from. I'll tell you something. Juliana just got into this gen ed. She's now going into a fourth grade general education class so no more integrated. She was an integrated up to this point, which I was delighted with. And they suggested that she's academically so strong that she does not need integrated anymore. And I, burst into tears i'm sure
0: i'm sure where we
2: went, and i'm still on this journey guys like that's the amazing thing like i'm not like on the other you know i'm still an auto a parent with a child with autism going through all the struggles that go with that and yeah. you're watching me go through this journey too and i i want to just say like you know like this you know everything that i've d- done for her wouldn't have the tactical wouldn't have mattered if I didn't start, if I didn't believe what was possible. And in those three days, when we do these intensives, I do them so cheap because I want as many people to come in as possible. But I want to make you start believing again. Yeah. 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 That's it. I just need a little ember of hope and then I can burn blow that right into a fire.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Have you, so while you're, while your daughter's on the, on the autism spectrum, have you had families that have, had uh, children or family members with other special needs issues that was not autism. Was it, you know, other folks. I've have had-, had
2: families with children with Down syndrome. I've had, fa- and by the way, everything I do works for every child because it's all that's, based on behavior. That's but, why I was um, asking. but yeah, so we have children with all different types of issues that come I, I focus and market to families of children with autism because that's me. But yeah. uh, yes, I I'll help anybody, uh, global developmental delays, ADHD, ADD, uh, Down syndrome, you know, even, you know, my girlfriend's like, you know, you you, know, you should just offer pie train just to neurotypical parents because everyone struggles with it. It's really fascinating. Yeah, why not? Do. And it's Absolutely. just like, you know, for me, it's like one of the easiest. It's like, oh, this is all this is <laughs> And That's, I, get I cases. I get some moms that come in, it's not working. Everything you told me, it's not working. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't show it to you because it doesn't show well on me. I, I just showed them this today that. Every you'll never reach, you'll never reach obstacles unless you're trying stuff and failing your way there
0: for sure. So, like, that's fantastic. Before
2: a big breakthrough is your biggest obstacles, absolutely. Everybody quits, and that's who's crying to me over the weekend. Oh, this isn't working. You're telling me he's gonna have a bladder. In fact, she's holding it, blah, blah blah blah, and she quit. She wouldn't have had Monday and Tuesday where he's been going 100% on the potty. Love that.
1: Let me ask you, let's shift just a, a, just slightly here. The one Among the many things that the three of us have in common here is that <laughs> even though the ages of the diagnosis for each of our child varies, Brian's daughter was diagnosed in the 90s, uh, my son Elijah was diagnosed at three and he was 16, Juliana obviously more recently, but each of us has taken a child's diagnosis- gotten into a profession and build a bridge between other people that are going through the same thing and the profession and or service or business that you provide. So for anybody that's listening and trying to think, how do I take this challenge and turn my solution or my the quest for the solution into a business? Because what that does is it gives you freedom of time. And you know that there's so much value associated with each dollar that you earn. Talk a little bit about some of the nuts and bolts, as much as time would allow for taking this in, because it's one thing to have a grand idea and ooh, now you believe and we've got help, but I can turn this help into a business. Talk a little bit about what it took to do that from strategy once you got past belief.
2: I always knew, like, you know, um, I've always been very successful in business. So I could take companies from nothing and make them sell millions and millions of dollars for them. I said, why can't I do that for myself? And I had been thinking, you know, maybe I'll teach business to women or some or moms or whatever, you know, and that was an idea I was kicking around. And I said, then all of a sudden this came to me and I said, I feel like this was meant to be. And I let it go a few times because I, I think about the ramifications of, of really uh, sharing a lot of pain. Yes. Yes. And then I, you know, my husband, it's interesting, right? So we're all, you know, love, lovely man, fabulous husband, fabulous father, you know, this is very painful for him. And, uh, but he understood the, I said, I under, you have to understand like how many more kids I could help. Like I probably could help a lot of kids. And, uh, it was a journey. Like it was a lot of back and forth of whether or not I should do this. And if I do it, how much of my, of my daughter am I sharing? And am I sharing something that, isn't mine to share. So it was, it was really right. a lot of back and forth with it. And then, you know, it was interesting because that bled into, do we tell her about her diagnosis? We hadn't even figured out if we were telling her she had autism.
0: Right. And that's
2: a whole other conversation. And we ended up running a whole program for that, for her to tell her that she had it. And now she's a part of the program. Like every Tuesday night, she knows I'm on my call and she comes in and she thinks that she's like the star. Cause everyone saw her video <laughs> and, And she Mm said she's funny. She's like, these are my fans, my fans. Yeah, God, I love that. I love it too. And she's just now. I just think about it. The more I move forward, the more less uncomfortable I am about the idea. But I get, I get it. It's certainly a soul searching decision that's going to be personal for everybody if they want to do something like this. Completely, I'll tell you, it's the most gratifying work i've ever done i mean i get and it's
1: not it's not for everybody and it takes and and for anybody who is where you were right in terms of the guard up because it's a lot to deal with in terms of the diagnosis because i'll be honest the the uh special needs initiative that brian and i have created is like five maybe six years old but i've been in our business for 15, just over 15 years. So I spent some time thinking that, ooh, how is somebody going to receive that? And how, you know, so those are the type of things that you you deal with. And it's not for everyone, but what you're doing is you have to be a person that is willing to give in order for the reward. And the reward isn't just like, you know, dollars, but, you know, the control of your time, that kind of thing, whatever it might be. Because if you, you could have went to a willing employer and created the program that you have, and if they're open to to hiring you to do that, that would be great. But but it it wouldn't be the same. Juliana wouldn't have the experience that she has, whereas like you're not working like around it, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. In our work, whether we're doing the show or we're with clients together or either one of us separate on our own appointments, whatever have you. And you know, either one of our kids like walk in the room That's you get to be your authentic self. And there's something that is so valuable for that. So for someone who's trying to figure out how to strike a balance between the benefits I receive and getting the right job and maybe controlling my income where I can go to appointments, that kind of thing. Keep asking yourself that question. You have to do what it is that's right for you. But there's such great immeasurable value in building a bridge between solutions for the community and who better to serve the community with whatever service or solution you have, than us,
0: Then a member of the community, That's exactly right. as you've done, right? So as people know that you're it truly comes from an authentic place, yeah. and there's relatability, and they're not alone, which is yeah. a major thing as well. Yes. Um, this has been amazing, uh, amazing conversation, very uplifting and encouraging and emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who, who are listening, um, you know, hopefully you've 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 gotten tremendous value. Sean asks a question every episode around this time in the uh in the show so uh we're gonna throw that to sean to, to, to ask the question
1: well you know our ability to change the world to make it a better place is um always tied to our ability or our willingness to change ourselves and i've already commended you for it because you have such an exceptional amount of self-awareness um but our ability to do that is tied to our ability to change ourselves and so um With that said, give us an example. We want to inspire other people to think as broad as they can to answer this themselves as you watch this or you're listening, whether it's live or after the fact. Give us an example of one thought or belief that you held on to and believe very strongly but no longer believe to be true.
2: You know, I thought about this a lot because I wasn't sure if I should think about something for myself or for her. And the only one that came to me um, was that for a time there I thought I was going to cure her of this. And I um, I would say that to myself a lot. And you know what? I don't really have a problem with that because for up to a certain point, that served me quite well for her. And um, I got hit with a cold fish on that uh, when she was in kindergarten. I remember thinking, like, if I could just get her to integrate a kindergarten, um, I always in the beginning saw this as like a, a, a prison sentence that I was serving. Just doing my time, um, doing, you know, the programs and I'm staying out of trouble and I'm just trying to get, at, get out of prison early. <laughs> So that's kind of yeah. how I saw the the being a parent of a child with autism is do everything I can to get her to integrate, 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 integrate finally get her there. Um, I visual myself wearing the sash and the crown and I'm at the Rose Bowl parade and I'm yep. just waving. Yep. I'm out. across the stage. Right? Yeah. Yep. Thinking that I could make this disappear. And um, we had a situation come up at a birthday party that year, probably a couple months after I had my, my – Swan song departure, or so I thought, and it just reminded me at that moment, like this is never gonna not be here. All right. And uh, that thought went from what if you could have autism and live an amazing life, hundred percent. And I was just like, wow, what if I? C-? And then my brain starts seeking out the evidence of that and looking for people like my Armando. I call him my Armando now because he's part of my, my program who didn't mm-hmm. talk at the age of seven, who probably his parents, I haven't, I'm going to interview his mom, but she hasn't, but who, who was told that he'd never speak that had she had given up on him, where would he be today? And he's getting married in September. You guys should have him on. I'll, I'll send uh, you guys his links so she can talk to him, but uh, we'd love to. Um, I remember asking one of the questions I asked him, I said, you know, when you were seven or, you know, when you think about all the things they did, he didn't have access to ABA back then. It was uh, very expensive. And he's a BCBA now, so he believes in it. And um, they did a lot of things with him. And some of it probably was questionable. And I said, you know, out of everything that they had done, what was the most effective thing they had done to help you? Or, like, what was the therapy that helped you? And he said, oh, oh, my parents. And I'm like. (sighs) Mm. And they had done some things that were tough with him. You know, and he said, I don't know where I'd be today if my mom didn't fight for me like she did.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that puts love in my heart because, you know, I know I've probably made some mistakes with her too. And I'm sure, you know, I always call it, it wasn't my finest parenting moment, you know. Mm -hmm. But even after all of what he may have been experienced, that he was still so grateful that they never gave up on him.
1: And there's people who have not yet even begun to experience the benefit of his parents' choice that haven't enrolled in your program yet, that haven't met him yet yeah. you know um, I could go on and on with that you know, know there's a there's a there's a thing known as the reticular activator. Yes. Um, Very big on brain brain. science
2: as well. Yes.
1: There you go. There you go. (laughs) Which, which, you know, whether, whether it's a part of the brain that is that big or whatever, you just think about it, whatever you, it's like I said earlier, what you think about, you bring about, you decide to get a car of a certain color or a certain style. You start seeing it everywhere. They're not being sold more. They were there all the time. So if we end up just being a little more intentional about what it is that we want to do, as opposed to reactionary, You know, when you pull up to the front of your house, your driveway or whatever have you, and there's a small part of you that's not sure how you got there. You didn't run any lights or stop signs or anything, but you're on autopilot as opposed to being intentional. Here's what I'm going to get out of today. Here's what I'm going to do. And I'll be honest and tell you, that's a complete fight for me that takes place 24 seven. But I can't, and I say this every week because we're so blessed to have such a great platform here here and do the show. But this conversation here today is far exceeded anything that I Ooh. expected. And my expectations were high. And there's yeah. so many people that are yeah. gonna get such great value out of it. And I as excited as I was about the show beforehand, and I'm excited about it now, I'm 10 times more excited about the work that we're going to do together going forward. I agreed. Thank you. We're just getting started. I
2: right. agree. I feel today. I agree.
0: We're gonna, um, we're gonna do a little, a little wrap up here. I wanted to share uh, uh, one really quick thing. We had a, Sean and I had a, had a conversation. I'd seen something on social media and then we talked about this a week or so ago. There was a young, a young woman um, with a physical disability in, um, in Dubai and she made a comment on social media that in the United Arab Emirates, they don't, uh, actually it's illegal. They give you a ticket if you say that a, a person um, has a disability. They call folks that have some sort of special needs. They call them people of determination. I and I love that, that I love designation that. and your children and the yeah. folks in your program are proof of exactly that. Right. I love that. It's people of determination. There's actually rules like in their like in their laws at the United Arab Emirates uh, that, dis- that, that describe how people of determination should be dealt with in their society and the accommodations that they deserve and the um, and the acknowledgements that they that they also deserve. Okay. So, um, as we wrap, as we wrap up, first of all, I want to say thank you to Sean Hall. I we miss every, almost every week we, we we forget to mention Sean because we don't get to see his face very much. But Sean Hall, Michelle, just so you know, Sean Hall is our co partner in the work that we do here on this podcast. He's in Hawaii. He has a family member that also has has special needs issues. And Sean is just an an absolutely amazing human being. Um, And he is in this fight, uh, you know, to serve our community along with Sean, Francis and I on a regular basis. He's in our financial services business as well. And just a pristine human being. We love him dearly. And we sometimes forget to thank him he keeps us on track. He reminds us his ten minute mark, you know, five minute mark. He's probably going to send me a note saying, "Please stop talking and wrap up the show." Um, does so our graphics? Wanna... Yeah, he does. He does our graphics, so our social media outreach. So he's an amazing, amazing man. So thank you, thank you, Sean Hall, and um, as I was saying, thank you, Jordan, my daughter Jordan, who loves to um, participate in this because uh, again, she's part of my story. Um, this she's part of our story. She's part of what we're doing, and such an integral part of our lives. And I am as a parent, so blessed. To have her um, continue to uh, amaze and surprise and um, and make me proud. So uh, you know she lives in upstate New York, as a matter of fact, uh, and she is married and is a stepmom and uh, is a teacher in special needs classrooms. And so, um, just so proud of the of the work that she's done. So thank you, Joe, and everybody. And she was and
1: you and you were told that she was not going to do any of those things. So again, the choices we make.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Thanks for the reminder. I just want to say, empathy and love, folks. We talk about empathy and love all the time. Be empathetic about people you have no idea what they're going through, what their situation is. Rather than be judged, uh, judgmental, have some empathy, have uh, some understanding. People are going through something you may not know anything about. And if we look through the world of Lent, through the look at the world through lenses of love, the world will be a better place. So, with that, I'm going to throw it over Sean to to close us out and 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 and, and the show. Today. The first thank thing you, I want Michelle. to do is thank Michelle. Amazing thank, amazing, amazing, thank Michelle amazing for
1: her time today. Um, just so fantastic. I want to thank the women of my life, without whom I would not be. That is my amazing wife Laura, my mom Jan, and again, remember, you know, give the grace that you seek. Um, be more child-like mm-hmm. and less child-ish. Questions are so much more powerful than statements. Let's continue to be curious about each other and remember that everyone needs to be seen. Everyone needs to be seen and needs to be heard, needs to be heard. I'm saying that twice for each because they're that important um, above any and everything else. And um, wherever you are uh, watching, listening after the fact, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on the YouTube channel. Um, we can be emailed that we are just two dads at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. And wherever you are, we love you.
0: We love you. Thank you.